Wind chill time again. Happy first part of the week. I was going to apologize for not having a show out last week, but then I realized that I got shit to do, so does everybody else. So, uh, good times. It's a good week. Good week starting ahead. I'm in a new studio right now, also known as our minivan, in my usual studio. So you may notice a difference in audio quality. Just get through dropping my daughter off at school, and uh, it's always funny because uh, we are always pretty high energy in our family, and uh, we always just come busting through the door of the school, and sometimes, as soon as you walk through the door, it's like a common area there where they sit down and they watch Jesus videos and stuff like that. And uh, usually, like, half of the school is sitting there watching stuff. It's her and I will just foot race to the front door. Blah, come run right into the front door and everything. And I, I don't even think about it until we walk to the door and everybody's sitting there all nice and calm and quiet. You know, it's her and I. It's, it's like, literally, it's like every time we enter, I feel like it's like Kramer off Seinfeld. And when we enter the room, and everybody's just like, what's going on? But yeah, it's good, man. We, uh, last few days, been able to keep the kids outside. Mosquitoes. I haven't had nary one mosquito bite, which is rare for me this time of year. It's been good. Weather's been perfect. Looks like we're going to have another perfect week here in Nashville, too. Last week was the NFL draft. That was kind of crazy. I'd like to say it was just the NFL draft, but it was like the NFL draft. Jimmy Buffett was in town. There was concerts all over. Said that, like, the impact was, like, uh, 320,000, um, 320,000 people out and about, uh, for the most part, for, uh, or that was the amount of tickets sold or expected crowd and flux in, in the town, which was very interesting, and they're saying that it was topping at least 500,000, for the most part, the amount of people that came downtown and watched the draft and all the other things, so... It's good. It still amazes me, regardless of how good things get, the amount of people that just post negative shit online. It's just like, well, it looks like where I'm not going to go do it. And, you know, it's just, you know, you can't find, you, if you if you can't find something positive about it or something that fits you, then just shut your face. Nobody cares. I mean, outside your door, there's enough negativity and stuff without you having to preface every comment or every positive thing that was shared, you know, I'll be honest, I got to catch myself from time to time, more often than not, of, of just, I can find fault and poke holes in just about anything, that's the, e- I, and I, I thought it was just difficult, I thought it, you had to be educated to do those things, and you don't, like anybody can do it, it reminds me of growing up, whenever the publisher's clearinghouse was a big deal, and, uh, send it out you get magazine subscriptions to enter and a chance to win one million dollars or whatever it was and I just remember people in the family going like yeah but you got to pay taxes on that it's like if she's giving me a million dollars and I gotta let's get crazy and spend four hundred thousand dollars in taxes on it the six hundred grand I'm still pretty happy with because I mean I like six hundred bucks I'm happy with shit what do you got to complain about you got six hundred bucks you're up six hundred bucks you know as uh, I read a, I can't remember what book I was reading, but it was or a podcast that was talking about the study of um, people's mindset when it comes to uh, the psychology behind um, if you get a hundred dollars and there's a there's a second second person 
that knows you got a hundred dollars and they have to offer you the first person has to offer the second person between one or a hundred dollars and if they accept then both of you get the first person gets a hundred and you get whatever you ask for but uh if the second person doesn't agree doesn't accept then neither one of you get any money so let's just say the first person gets a hundred dollars and they offer you two dollars and you're like, no, $2 isn't enough. You know, you're getting 100 Oh, I'm only getting 2 I'm not accepting, so none of us get it. Whereas, what do you, there's other mindset of just like, why do you care? You're getting 2 bucks, man. That's $2 more than what you had before. What, your potential of what you could have got, you know, is nothing. <laughs> That's what you would have ended up with anyway. So even if they, I mean, it's all the psychology of what people deem fair or equal. Um, I think I know what book that was. It was uh, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. The uh, hostage, he was like the, one of the foremost expert, experts in the world were for the FBI and hostage negotiation. And it's all about negotiations and business and so on and so forth. It's really, really good. Um, and he tells you to never use the word fair in your negotiations, regardless of what, what the situation is, because what one person deems fair, what another person deems fair, and you don't want to bring in the morality of it, of what is fair. That's why you don't use the word fair. Fresh Aquafina. Um, show this today is brought to you by Aquafina. Again, none of the show sponsors ever know that they're a sponsor. The logo just pops up either on a truck or a van or somewhere around the studio for the most part. You can hear the noise ramping up as I'm getting on the interstate. See, people, you can't pay for sound effects like this. It's just real life. Um, but yeah, it was it was good. We uh, let's see what did we do on Saturday. Oh, Saturday uh, got up. Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all kind of run together for me. Used to do that because I was raging a lot, and I don't remember a lot of it. Like ah, the road goes on forever, but the party never ends. But uh, now with the kids, it's just you know there's a lot of commonality in what we do. But yeah, I spent a lot of time outdoors. Just got to finishing this German, not German book, but it's written by an American lady. And it's uh, called Octoon Baby. It's about, it's the same name as the U2 album. But it's all about how Germans raise self-reliant and resilient children. Which, a lot of it really blew my mind. And it, it uh, gave me a whole new perspective on how I talk to and interact with my children. The reason being, in uh, per this book homeschool is illegal in Germany and the reason why it's illegal in Germany is because they see school whether it be public or private they see school as a part of society and just like as an adult can't forcefully keep another adult out of society they would be kidnapping a adult can't keep a child out of society and they go as, so, as to far, so far as to say that their perception is when you're school age, you have the same exact rights as an adult or anybody else. Which, more they got into it, the more it makes complete sense. Especially from a parenting perspective, as if you're not going to... And in my, I come from this thought process. Like, if an adult was doing what my child or somebody was doing... Would I react the same? How would I react or talk to them or treat them? And that's giving me a whole new perspective of how I interact so I don't just feel like a jerk from 
time to time about interacting with my child. And sometimes you just find stuff that's like, ah, why do I even care about this? It doesn't matter. You know what? The way their mindset in Germany is, is that kids are equal human beings, excuse me, but they're not, they're not your possession. And if they're not your possession, therefore the responsibility, yes, there is a certain responsibility on you, but if they're not your possession, you take a different approach as you're there to help lend a hand and support and guide and all that instead of command. And, um, what they mentioned was that America is one of the only, is the only civilized nation. I say civilized. I'm sure there's civil, civility in most any nation at this point. Um, so America is the only country, a part of the UN, that hasn't signed the child protect. I think it's child protection treaty or child treaty, child something like child child's rights treaty. America is the only one that hasn't signed it out of all the countries in the world. And the pushback in America is all the parental rights groups that uh, the parents' rights groups that the biggest things their opposition is is that it gives children the right to choose whether like it, it they're like corporal punishment you just can't beat your kid you can't hit kids which makes complete sense look and I, I get teachers on the way we were all raised but the mindset is if you wouldn't hit another adult in trying to guide them in that direction or that fashion why would you hit a kid because they're a lot smaller than you defenses it's kind of fucked up when you think about it but their also mindset is um, with the child's rights treaty it also gives children the right to choose their own religion, their so on and so forth, the way all that works. And uh, the uh, parents' rights groups in America don't want, they want the right to be able to deprive their children of the right to, to choose religion or whether they want to be a part of corporal punishment and so on and so forth, which is very interesting. Kind of double, double negative there make any sense but I get you can't just give a two year old and also in Germany it's like you have to be at least the age of consent is 14 like 14 year olds can you know uh, have consensual sex with other 14 year olds or whatever but uh, the also thing is that you can't be tried as an adult under the age of 14 so that gives a little bit of leeway there which got me it really got me thinking about um, like where I live they voted like 65-75% Trump country which I'm going to go ahead and project or hardcore I mean the percentage of gun rights people and everything I get it but their argument is always well uh, you know it's got to be the ownership of the gun owner it wasn't the gun that did it it was the owner which is funny to me because the same exact people are very hardcore anti-alcohol and I don't drink anymore so it is what it is but the fact that they're anti-alcohol, couldn't the same argument be made, you know, that, you know, you have the, it's not the, it's not the alcohol, it's the user. So why are you so anti-alcohol? So I say, if you can have a gun in a little league baseball game, I think we should be able to have booze there too. You can't do both, but you can do one or the other. That's just my thought process. I mean, as an individual, if you're carrying, I prefer you don't drink. But we're coming back to personal rights. I get it. But anyway, the whole book was good, and the whole thing, the end of it was, one, what I took from it. Was one, the way I talked to my kids, and the second one was, um, they need to spend more time outside. 
in Germany they have a saying that says there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothes. And everybody has clothing for wind, cold, so on and so forth in Germany. So if kids at any time they want to go outside and play, they can. And they have more of a Montessori type uh, teaching where kids can just choose what they want to work on and when, when and where. Um, but also, like I said, if the kid, if it's recess, the kids don't want to stay inside. They got clothes on to go outside. But yeah, that was pretty good. The book was good. I'm about to start another one, uh, Last Child in the Woods, about uh, children spending more time outdoors and why it's healthier for mindset and uh, the ADHDs and ADDs and everything else in the world. Uh, how much better it is for your kids to be outside. That one's next up. Uh, this week should be fun. We got first first week. We actually gotta have someone watching our children. So last few, it's been fun the last month or so because our two youngest boys, six months or seven months and two years, are uh, shoot. Excuse me, folks. Apologize for the yawning. Uh, they've been staying home with my wife, and then now that her bar has picked up momentum and doing really well she needs to be there a little bit more so I've been taking the lead on the afternoons and some days and hanging out with them which I enjoy it and it's great man I have no negative about it but more I'm reading this book and more they're just saying that the stay at home parents it's not, America we think it's the best thing for the kids but in reality it's not the best thing for kids because it's not the best thing for the kids and it's not the best thing for the parents because the kids need that social interaction they need to see what different people in their peer group are doing, acting, so on and so forth. In the same way with the parents, it's just not healthy for them to be one-on-one because you put yourself in a position to be thinking you're the you're the person that can guide them through all these things and be the leader, but you, you it, it's a tough place where you have to be creative all the time, which is very, very challenging. And a lot of times, just more as a parent, you don't feel like you're the best thing for your kids, which is probably the best reality. It's a lot to ask to say to be good in your profession of what you did anyway and then try to be a good educator. I think more parents realize at that point how damn hard it is to be a good educator. I mean, it just blows my mind. Educate, like Teachers, cops, firemen. The fact that any one of those three professions ever feels like they're underpaid in this country is the biggest, is the biggest like travesty ever, you know. To where, like, they're uh, the town next to us, Mount Juliet, Tennessee. They have a proposed tax increase for uh, first responders, so on and so forth. What people forget about first responders is that the fire in them are usually the first ones whenever somebody the ambulance call. It's usually there's not just like ambulance sitting around. That's like extension of the fire department. They go out and they they are the first ones on the scene. Usually, there's a lot of fire halls and stuff that are that are more convenient than an ambulance or something getting there. And the fact of the amount of time that these folks have to spend on just petty BS to keep the community safe, it's just amazing. <coughs> as well as being ready for big accidents and stuff. So I'm for it. If you're opposed to paying cops, teachers, or police more money, spend a few hours with them. Hell, spend a day or two with them. And anybody that does that for a living get a better slice of what their life is like. Every year I uh, I play an awful round of golf. They're not awful. I'm awful. With some Nashville firefighters. And you walk out there. Just I do it every day, but uh, there specifically. Just 
just makes you zippity doo die about your day of like I didn't have I don't have to deal with that for, for a profession and that takes a lot man but uh yeah got a few more days as we wrap up month two of transition over tall boy marketing the direction is phenomenal my partner Justin I couldn't ask for a better partner in every regard but it's good not perfect but good it's good that my wife's bar is doing well and uh, we're kicking around uh, the month of November and the month of February we're going to take off and live somewhere else and we're kicking around where that's going to be thought Florida for Disney we fought thought um, really need to go out to Sunnyvale, California Silicon Valley where my grandmother Alice lives she's 97 uh, my dad's mom really need to go see her because I've only seen her once and uh, the kids have never seen her my wife's never met her so need to do that 97 man you get you know I'm not saying you're on borrowed time but dude how many of us are expecting to live in 97 that's a lot so we're thinking about doing that maybe going to Anaheim for Disneyland and then from that point uh, maybe going down in San Diego but now kicking around two or three different places and we don't have a lot of money to spend on this just wanted to do it for peace of mind just experiencing some different stuff you know, we may just do the west coast swing go up the west coast that would be cool for the kids you know, go see the redwoods and the north coast Coos Bay, Oregon if you've never been to Coos Bay, Oregon but it's good though man there's a lot of places you can go and just sit on the beach, but I think after a week or two, the beach would just kind of get bored. My kids would get bored. Just sitting there digging in the sand. I think that's good for a week vacation, but you're going to need a little bit more odds and ends character stuff, you know, to go see and explore and enjoy. But I wonder if most places, like in New Orleans, New Orleans is a little bit more extensive, but I wonder if most places are just set up for like a week vacation. That's the extent of shit they had to do like you see all these lists of people on vacation especially when they come to Nashville or something like that come here and stay um, you know a weekend or something like that it's like alright take all the drinking out of it then what what is there to do outside of that what is there to actually do in Nashville and is there a list of sober things you can do in the city yeah, man, cool. You can, theoretically, you can take your kids and rage it in a city. But I'm going to guess if you have three small children like me, Barcelona and four bottles of red wine a day, small children probably wouldn't be the best. I mean, could I, I mean, I've been to Munich. Could I do Munich? Would that be cool without a ton of booze? I don't know. It's an interesting thought. We'll see. You know, no telling. Sorry, uh, that's about all I got for this week. It's one of those things where I'm standing in the shower, I got a thousand things running through my head. Once I finally get out and uh, start to talk about it, it's not too boring. But that's about all I got, folks. I hope you all have a good week. I'm sure something will pop to my mind. Let me see who the, sh- the, the show is uh, sponsored by today. Show sponsored today by Rebath. I'm going to guess Rebath is a company cleverly named that will come in and redo your bathroom. 
If not, they're just a company that's like a twice-baked potato. They will just come in and do it unnecessarily. Yeah, dial 1-800-BATHTUB. They got that number. That's incredible. Or Rebath.com, your bathroom remodeler. Thanks, Rebath. If you're into that kind of thing, Rebath would be my choice if you're into getting your bathroom remodeled, which I do need mine remodeled, so we'll see what Rebath can do. Not to remind myself. Show is also brought to you by ANF Electrical, commercial and residential or 24-hour service. I was going too fast, I didn't get a chance to read his phone number, but you can just Google that. And uh, last but not least, Blue Ribbon Concrete Services. Uh, I'm sure they're going to a job. So they're a little late if they're getting to a job at 907. They may have already poured concrete and they're going to another one. You see, folks, people that do roofing, asphalt, concrete. Not unless you've got a massive job on any of those. But either way, you still try to start as early as possible so you're not out in the direct sun as much as you have to be. Um, same way, like, with uh, with concrete especially. It's mostly prep work. So you get in, you pour it like a driveway so you can get done and it starts to cure and you're done by noon. We used to have a family, uh, a relative named uh, Herman and Lois McCormick that owned a roofing company and they roofed and they would be out there no later than like four o'clock in the morning and they could tear off and nail on a roof or two by noon and then they were done. So yeah, it was a good time. And all they drank was soft drinks. They would take like five or six breaks throughout the day or throughout the morning or whatever and just hand out cold like Cokes to every Coke, Pepsi, Dr. Pepper, Mountain Dew, whatever. And then if you were lucky, they had a candy bar in there if it went past noon, but most of the time they were at the A&H Cafe by noon. So I need to get more into some of these random-ass Arkansas stories. Got a handful out there. That's all I got. Y'all have a good rest of your week. That's it from Windshield Time. Follow along at, at the Neil McCormick on Instagram. Or just shoot me an email, the Neil McCormick at Gmail. Have a good week.